and soul. Allow us to seek you with the heart, mind, body, and soul. In the holy name of Jesus, we pray and we say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. In the holy name of Jesus. And so I hope everybody is enjoying their time with their family. And, you know, we know that everybody was spending time with family yesterday, so we pushed everything to, the, to today. And, you know, we, um, we were on the road ourselves coming to visit family in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. And so um, this is um, a very interesting um, sermon today because it links right up with the last sermon from last um, Saturday where we were talking about the Lord is one with Jesus, who Jesus is, is Jesus actually being God himself in the flesh. This um, sermon is about Jesus being our friend and his, and his saving spirit. And so, this, um, to begin this sermon, um, Jesus led me right to Luke 9. <clears throat> and in Luke 9, 51 through uh, 56, it says, and when he came into the house, when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in, save Peter and James. Only um, Peter and James and John, and the father, and the mother of the maiden. Okay, let me, and let me skip back a little bit. Um... While he yet spake, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, Thy daughter is dead, trouble not the master. So somebody from the synagogue um, came and, and told Jesus that his daughter was dead. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. So again, we're, we're talking about the belief in who um, Jesus is. And when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in, save Peter and James and John and the father and the mother of the mate. And all wept and bewailed her. But he said, Weep not, she is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out and took her by the hand and called, saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came again, and she arose straight away. And he commanded to give her meat. And her and her parents were astonished, but he charged them that they should tell no man what was done. And so when we look at um, and I actually he actually led me um back to this. This is actually the wrong scripture that I read. There's a reason for this because of our um our belief. He's saying believe only, and she shall be made whole. So if we believe in Jesus as our friends, we believe in Jesus as our God and our Savior, that many things could be done. And so we have to we have to believe in who He is. We have to understand who He is. We have to, to want to, um, to grow closer to Him as a friend. So leaning closer to this, this understanding as Jesus as a friend, as His saving friend, um, in Luke 9, 51 through 56, it says, And it came to pass... When the time has was come that he should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. 
and sent messengers before his face, and they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him, and they did not receive him, because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. And when his disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elias did, or Elijah, Elijah did? But he turned and rebuked them and said, Ye know not what manner of spirit ye are of. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. And it came to pass that day, as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes. And birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And he said to another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me go first, go bid them farewell which are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto them, No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. So if we go back again, you know, Jesus says, For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And so we go back to that, that, that scripture that I read completely on accident. Great I am led me to that. Jesus led me to this. You know, when he's talking about... Um, saying fear not believe only and she shall be made whole that even this person who was um the ruler of the synagogue or the owner of the synagogue um one of these high priests who were um, so self-righteous still came and that was in luke 8 51 through 56 they still came and sought um the help of jesus somebody who most people who were in the synagogue most people who were of the high priesthood did not um believe in you know, were um, accusing him of being a false prophet. He still came and he still, um, um, what, this, this, this high priest humbled himself and he came to save the life of his daughter. And so, so Jesus is saying, the son of man has not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. His disciples were willing to bring fire down from heaven because they insulted his, his teacher, you know, when they were um, um, traveling. You know, so he's, he's, he's making that clear, you know, and, and, and a lot of times, you know, when we um, are reading inside of the Old Testament, we get this um, this misconception of, of who God is, that um, there's no compassion. And, and again, you know, when we look at our lives and we look at the nature of things, you know, sometimes the um, the negative and the, the bad things and the, the um, these events that are not so good tend to stand out the most but we don't um, praise as much the good things the great things that god has done in our lives but we tend to look at the um the the, um, the tragedies and the the bad things the violent things and so when we look a lot of times we look at the old testament this is a lot of times what people tend to point out but jesus came to to clarify that that the son of man is not come to destroy men's lives but to save them and so when we um, backtrack a little bit. Jesus led me to Luke 5, 27 
through 32. And in Luke 5, 27 through 32, it says, And after these things he went forth and saw a publican named Levi, or a tax collector named Levi, sitting at the receipt of custom. And he said unto him, Follow me. And he left all, rose up, and followed him. And Levi made him a great feast in his own house. And there was a great company of publicans, or tax collectors, and of others that sat down with them. But their scribes and Pharisees murmured against his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with publicans and sinners? And Jesus answered and said unto, unto them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. So he's saying, the ones that are whole, the ones that are um, doing what they're supposed to do, they didn't, they're not needed a physician. But they that are um, that are that are um, in the world of the world that are um, constantly sinning, they are the ones that are um, that are sick, that need that need the help, that need um, the care. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance and so again he's saying again you know I came not to destroy um, lives but to save them and so the ones who are, who are righteous he didn't come to, to, to save the ones who already you know they're proclaiming that they're already doing the right thing but those who need are in need of help you know and of course we all need of help the righteous these, these Pharisees and the you know, others who are um, puffed up with pride, they do need help too. But Jesus wants all of us to come to that humble standpoint of being humble, to come to Him in humbleness, to come to Him in simplicity. And so, again, uh, when we go to Matthew 9, it's the same story. You know, he, they said that He was sitting there with, with task collectors and sinners. Came not to destroy lives, but to save them. Matthew 9, 9 through 13. And as Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom, again a tax collector, and he saith unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass as Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans or tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples and when the pharisees saw they said unto his disciples why eateth your master with publicans and sinners why eat with um, tax collectors and sinners but when jesus heard that he said unto them they that be whole need not a physician but they that are sick but go ye and learn what that meaneth i will give mercy and not sacrifice for i and not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. And so we see the story with Levi. We see the story with Matthew. And we see that um, Jesus um, went to go um, uh, talk to um, and recruit Levi. And he did the same thing with Matthew. And then Levi had this, um, this, this banquet in his house. And he was invited. He invited Jesus to sit down at his table, and of course Matthew was there too. And so we have this famous meal: Jesus sitting with these tax collectors and people who were undesirables in the, um, the community at the time. But again, hey, it says, "Yes, can you hear me?" Yeah, um, I got a question. Can you um, 
exactly does that mean as it says that Jesus sat at meat in the house? Like, can you explain that to me? Uh, when it says he sat, sat at meat, if I'm not mistaken, what that means is that he's actually sitting at the table with food on the table. Okay. So he sat at meat at the table. It's M-E-A-T. So meat as in yep. food. He's sitting at in, in front of the table with food set in front of him. Okay. So he sat at meat at the table. And so in the in the, this is this is the language of the King James Version. Some of the other versions will make it a little bit uh, more clear. But you know, that's the yeah. setting. They were sitting at a dinner table. They were eating, you know, they were setting uh, food in front of them, they were setting meat in front of them. So it's kinda like um they're summing it up. Like he sat at meat. And he sat with the food in front of him. No, I'm 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 looking with my uh, King King James right now too, and I have an NIV, but I guess uh, I kind of don't really like the NIV. Compared to him. Um, I feel like some stuff that they, you know, wordage that they updated to make it easier to read. It's not necessarily the choice of words, I guess. I don't know. I was talking to somebody about that a while ago. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, what the language is is just the older form of um, of language. For instance, hold on one second. In this other version that we have here, we have the um, the new revised standard version. It says in Luke nine. Let's see here. Let me go back. Because it makes it, it draws it a little bit more um, clear. Luke, or Matthew 9. <laughs> Matthew 9. It says, and as he sat at dinner in the house of many tax collectors and sinners came and were sitting with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? So it's, it's just him sitting at dinner. So it says, as he sat at dinner. And so sometimes the other translations have a better way of um, clarifying what exactly is going on. But that's just, just dinner, just sitting before dinner, sitting before food. So it's their old, their older way of, of, of summing that up. Thank you. No problem. No problem. That that's something that um I know we came across um some things like that and we're a little bit confused with the wordage. But um yeah. you know, sometimes it helps to have another um translation or to go and look it up, you know, or just to ask. You know, we asked um our pastor and he clarified some of that stuff for us too, so yeah, it's no problem at all. And so, you know, um, this is this is um, you know an example of what a friend would do. You know, a friend would invite you into their home. A friend would see um, you worthy of, of of your of your trust. You know, they would you, you would trust them with um, you inside of their home. You know, it's an old um, tradition in, in in the Jewish culture to invite people in, into your home. You know, we have Southern hospitality here. We, it's the same, this is where it comes from. It's the same thing. You know, um, you trust, you give people your trust to bring, them, to bring them into your home. 
and you um, feed them, you know, not knowing them at all. And so Jesus put this trust into his disciples and they became friends. They became um, trusting um, friends. And so that allowed them to grow. You know, he, he, he that literally God put their trust, put his trust in them. And so that allowed them to grow into what they later would become. And so, um, when we go up to um, Luke 7, you just led me to um, Luke 7. Luke 7. Luke 7. 33 through 50. Um, it says, For John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and ye, see, ye say, He have a devil. He have a devil. He has a devil. The Son of Man is come eating and drinking, and ye say, Behold a gluttonous man and a wine-bibber or a drunkard, and a friend of publicans and sinners, or a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is justified of all her children. And so they were talking about this particular instance with Matthew and Levi again. But wisdom is justified of all her children. And one of the, the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him, or asked that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house. So now he's at the Pharisee's house. And sat down to, 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 to meet or to eat. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat or dinner in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment or oil, and stood at his feet behind him weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee which had bidden him, or had invited him, saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answered, said, said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he saith, Master, say on. There was a certain creditor, which had two debtors, the one owed five hundred pence and the other fifty. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me therefore which of them will love him most. Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she hath washed my feet with tears, and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman since the time I came in hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst anoint, not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much, but to whom little was forgiven, the same loveth little." And he said unto her, thy sins are forgiven. And so again, you know, um, we see like examples of um, Jesus's, um, you know, um, giving us this example of what a friend would do, what a family member would do, 
you know, what um, the compassionate person would do, you know, and so, you know, you have these Pharisees who aren't trusting, who um, are, are very um, paranoid and very um, judgmental, who are very, um, you know, they, they're, they're condemning, they condemn. And so he's showing that he's showing this this great example of, you know, this person who truly does care for me and truly um, looks with detail to see who I truly am has come and um, kissed me, has have um, anointed my feet, has um, welcomed me. You know, I, I come into somebody's home and the person hasn't even properly welcomed me, but somebody who comes from outside welcomed me more than a person who invited me into their own house. And so, again. Jesus is even giving this example, you know, the difference between coming to the Pharisee's house and coming to the the tax collectors in the sinner's house, the coming to the the humble man's house and coming to the the self-righteous um, uh, Pharisee's house, and we see um, the difference. And so we go um, up just a little bit into Luke eight, Luke eight. 22 through 25 um, it says now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples and he said unto them let us go over unto the other side of the lake and they launched forth but as they sailed he fell asleep and there came down a storm of wind on the lake and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy and they came to him and awoke him saying master master we perish then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water they ceased and there was a calm and he said unto them where is your faith? Where is your faith? And they being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and water, and they obey him. And they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes. Uh, which is over against Galilee. And when he came forth the land, there met him out of the city a certain man, which had devils, long time, and wear no clothes, neither abode in any house, but in the tombs. And so we'll, we'll save that, that second part for another time. But he said to the disciples, you know, he calmed the waters and said to them, you know, where's your faith? So even as a, um, still as a friend, he calmed everything down. But at the same time, you know, um, he's he, he, he's teaching them in a compassionate way, saying, you know, where's your faith? You know, um, you you um, you were able to come out in the water with me, and you know, um, we were we were in this boat together, and you know, um, you were afraid of the of the um, of the wind. You let fear set in, you know, but. I, again, I'm not going to let it um, destroy. I'm not going to let this overtake you. You know, he rebukes the wind, but he says, you know, where's your faith? You know, um, I'm here with you. I'm I'm your friend. I'm here with you. Why don't let anything happen to you? Where's your faith? And so, um, Jesus led me to um, Ecclesiastics. Ecclesiastes. Excuse me. Um... And Ecclesiastes is a very interesting chapter in Ecclesiastes because um, it talks about the traits um, of a friend. And so, 
when we read, um, get to Ecclesiastics here. All right, Ecclesiastics four, nine through sixteen. It says, two are better than one, because they have they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to the to the him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Better is a poor and a wise child than an old and foolish king who will no more be admonished. For out of the prison he cometh to reign. Whereas also he that is born in his kingdom becometh poor. I consider all the living which walk under the sun with the second child that, I, that shall stand up in his stead. There is no end of all the people even of all that have been before them. They also that come after shall not rejoice in them surely this also is vanity and vexation of spirit so you know focusing on this this first part you know um if two lie together then they have heat but how can one be warm alone and if one prevailed against him two shall withstand him and a threefold cord is not quickly broken you know so what we're talking about strength and numbers having having a, a friend and god uh, being this friend you know jesus being this friend that stands with us, letting us know that we're never alone. And so, again, you know, we have um, many examples of this. You know, we had um, an early example of this in the Bible. Um, there was a prophet by the name of Abraham. And Abraham is known as um, the, the friend of God. And so, we see this um, the same thing reflected with the disciples, the relationship with Jesus and the disciples. But we also have this early story of Abraham way back in Genesis. And if we turn back to Genesis um, 15, we can read about a little bit about Abraham. And Abraham um, was also um, talked about of having um, great faith because whatever God told him to do, he did. He didn't have a doubt about it. He just did it. And so, if we read in Genesis 15, it says, After these things, the word of the Lord, Yahuwah, came unto Abraham, Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield and, and thy exceeding great reward. And Abraham said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eleazar of Damascus? And Abraham said, Behold to me, Thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born of my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad, and said, Look now toward heaven, and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. So remember that he says and he counted it to him for righteousness because it says he believed him and he said unto him i am the lord that brought thee out of ur of the chaldees to give thee this land to inherit and he said lord god whereby shall i know that i shall inherit it and he said unto him take me an heifer of three years old and a she goat of three years old and a ram of three years old and a turtle dove and a young pigeon 
And he took unto him all these, and divided them in the midst, and laid each piece one against another. But the birds divided he not. So he split everything in half, except for the birds. And when the fowls came down upon the carcass, Abraham, Abraham drove them away. So this is actually before Abraham was named Abraham. Before that, he was, his name was Abraham. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham. And lo, on horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abraham, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in the land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them for four hundred years. So they're, what they're talking about is, is the, the Israelites being in captivity for four hundred years in Egypt. This is a prophecy. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterwards shall they come out with great substance. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace. Thou shalt be buried in a good old age. But in the fourth generation they shall come hither again, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. And it came to pass that when the sun went down, and it was dark, behold a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. In the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land, from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates, the, the Canaanites, the Canaanites, the Cadmonites, and the Hittites, and the Perizzites, and the Rephaim, and the Amorites, and the Canaanites, and the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. <clears throat> and so, you know, we're saying that, that Abraham believed, or Abram believed in God. He immediately believed. And what he was telling him, it says that the, that the that, that God um, recognized that as righteousness within him. Godly righteousness. And so he, he immediately believed him. And he, and he didn't get, God you know, went on to tell him that he was going to have a son, that he was going to bless him with a son. And so we um, skip up a little bit to Genesis 18. It says, And the Lord appeared unto him, Abram, in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day, and he lift up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him, and when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground, and said, My Lord, I know, I now, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee from thy servant, that a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts after that ye shall pass on, for therefore are ye come to your servant. And they said, So do as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the earth. And Abraham ran unto the herd and fetched a calf tender and good and gave it unto a young man and he hasted to dress it and he took butter and milk and the calf which had dressed he had dressed and set it before them and he stood by them under the tree and they did eat and they said unto him where is sarah thy wife and he said behold in the tent and he said i will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life and lo sarah thy wife shall have a son and so if we um <clears throat> backtrack a little bit in um, Genesis 16 and um, 17, God appeared to Abraham again, and he told Abraham that his name will no longer be 
Abraham, but Abraham, and he told um, Sarah, he told him, he told Abraham that his, um, his, that her name would no longer be Sarai, but Sarah, because of their, um, their faith, and, um, you know, what he was telling them to do, that they, and they followed it immediately, so he renamed them, gave them new names, so, um, if we, um, go back, um, it says, and he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, thy wife shall have a son. We just read about that, how God came and said that he would have a son. And he believed them. Abraham believed them. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and when well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of, woman, of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, after I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also. And the Lord said unto Abraham, the God said unto Abraham, Wherefore <clears throat> did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of surety bear a child which, which am old? So they were old. They were like, you know, they're 90 years old, 80 years old. They're thinking this is impossible. You know, and for, of course, for God, nothing is impossible. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. And the men rose up from thence and looked toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become um, a great and mighty nation, and all nations of the earth shall be blessed, um, in him for I know that he will command his children and his household after him and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment to the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him and the Lord said because of the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great and because their sin is very grievous I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it which has come unto me and if not I will know and so <clears throat> again you know we read later on um, that Sarah did have that um, that child, and so when we go um skip up to <coughs> Romans Romans four. It's sort of a um, a summary of this. In Romans 4, Jesus let me know. Romans 4 says, What shall we say then that Abraham our father is pertaining to the flesh hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath where, whereof to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. So he believed God. That's his faith. That's why they call Abraham the friend of God. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of, but of death. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Even if David also described the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputed righteousness without works. And so we're talking about another um, <clears throat> faithful person, another example in the Bible of David. You know, um, also being like a friend to God. Saying, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whom the Lord will not impulse, impute sin. Cometh this blessedness then upon the circumcision only, or upon the uncircumcision also? For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. 
How was it then reckoned when he was in circumcision or in uncircumcision? Not in, un, not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of faith, which he had yet being uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe, though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. So all them, all to them that believe, all them that believe without without seeing, and that's that's faith. And the father of circumcision to them, who are not of the circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had being yet uncircumcised. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Well, through that righteousness of faith. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of none effect, because the law worketh wrath. For where no law is, there is no transgression. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end that promise might be sure to all the seed, not that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of Abraham, who is the father of us all. It is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him who he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Oh, see, he's saying that, you know, that, that Abraham believed that he would become, he, he would, he would, um, that promise would come true, that prophecy would come true, that he would become the father of all these nations. And so he was saying that what God is saying here, and what Paul is saying here, is that, that um, his, his um, descendants would be the same. They would be the same way. They would have faith just like him. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that he had promised, he was able also to perform. And therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also, to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again <coughs> for our justification. And so we believe, you know, without seeing the same way. They're saying it's the same way that we believe without seeing that, that, um, that Jesus was... Um, raised from the dead that Jesus is who he is like we don't we're not we we weren't there to witness that but we have faith in the um the truth you know of course by the word but also with what our spirit is telling us by our um, our relationship with him and so <clears throat> again Abraham was the, um known as the friend of God he had this great faith. Whatever he told him, he he did. Oh, he developed this deep personal relationship with God, where God would just appear in front of him and tell him exactly what to do, and tell him to go here, tell him to go there. And so he he did it. And so that, um, in the story again, when we were reading it, that that was wrecking to him. Um,
God um, recognized that in him as righteousness righteousness and so what we read in Romans 4 was about that that righteousness it, um, it can be known or identified as faith now, faith is the belief in something that is not seen and so we go to um to John 11 Jesus led me to John 11 1 through 44 and we go back um, to Jesus <clears throat> and again it says now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany the town of Mary and her sister Martha it was that it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment so we're going back to um, the woman that came into the into the um, Pharisees house and wiped his uh, his um, anointed his head and wiped his, his feet with her um, her hair and it says it was Mary that who which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that she that he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. So he stayed two days. Then after that, saith he to his disciples, Let us go into Judea again. His disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because... He seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth because there is no light in him. These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they thought, that he had spoken of taking of rest and sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there. To the intent ye make, ye may believe, nevertheless let us go unto him. Then said Thomas, which is called um, Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. <clears throat> then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was um, nigh unto Jerusalem, or close to Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now... <clears throat> Whatsoever thou would ask of God, God will give it thee. So she's saying, you know, whatever he asks, she's saying that she's, her faith is great. Or again, we're talking about this, this faith of Abraham and the faith of the disciples and the faith of the other people. Um, she's saying, but I know that even now, whatsoever thou will ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him. I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. 
and whoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believeth thou this? He saith unto them, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. And when she had so said, she went her way and called her Mary, her sister, secretly, saying, The Master is come and calleth for thee. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. The Jews then which were with her in the house, and comforted her, when they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth into the grave to weep there. <clears throat> so she cried there at the grave. <clears throat> then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled, and said, Where have ye laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind, have caused that even this man should not have died. Jesus therefore again, groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was the cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone, Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldst believe, that thou shouldst see the glory of God. So he's talking about her faith. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with napkin. Jesus said unto them, Loose him, and let him go. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary, and had seen the things which Jesus did, believed on him. But some of them went their ways to the Pharisees, and told them the things that Jesus had done. Then gathered the chief priests and the Pharisees, and counsel, and said, What do we for this man do with many miracles? If we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him, and the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. And so, again, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about um, Jesus being, being a friend. Jesus being a friend. Jesus being, you know, this, um, this comforter, this, this, this compassionate um, person that he was and so you know he he still um comes to help his friends he still comes to help the um the people he loved this is the the nature of god this is the nature of, of jesus that he is our friend and and we can be in turn um be friends with him we can develop that relationship with him we can develop that personal relationship with him we can talk to him anytime we want we can um you know express um um disappointment we can be um truthful with our our feelings and so you know when we do that when we and so when we do that where our prayers become more um 
more purposeful. Our our prayers <laughs> become more um more personal and um legitimate, and um you know God is more um it, we, our relationship is just deepened, and so we we have to think of Him as as a friend. We have to um, have faith in Him as our friend, you know, and as our Father, of course. You know, when we think of Him in this way as a friend, it, this can this this helps us understand Him in a more um, relatable way, and especially um, the walk that He took um, as as Jesus. And so, um, to close out here, um, in Matthew. Matthew 24 15 through 31 Matthew 24 15 through 31 um, Jesus um, warns us of some of the things to come but it says when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place whoso readeth let him understand then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes and woe unto them that are with child Woe to them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that our flight, your flight may be not be taken in winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, and there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is the Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and, show, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east, and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For who, for wheresoever the carcass is, there shall be eagles um, be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heaven shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And again, in the last sermon, we um, we read about this, and so again, as a friend, as um, Jesus being our friend, being a true friend, you know, he describes for us, you know, um, what it would be like when he returned, what would the um, the signs be like when it, when he would return, you know, um, just like, you know, if any um, friend. Um, says to you, you know, um, when this happens, call me, you know, or when this, um, when this happens, 
you know, I will I will be around to support you. If anything happens to you, just call me. You know, just like any friend, he's 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 giving you clues of what it would be like when he comes back. He's giving us these clues. He's he really uh, and truly is our friend, and when we have that faith to believe in him, our prayers become more purposeful again. You know, um, our prayers become more more faithful. You know, we're able to um, to really um, delve deep into our prayers. And have um, true understanding in our prayers and true faith in our prayers that these things will happen. When Jesus says, you know, um, when the Pharisees say that, um, that if you, um, when, or when Mary says that when you say the word, it will be done. That that God will make it um, happen. Well, she knows she has faith in her and her prayers. She knows that her prayers will be answered. And so we have faith in know knowing that our prayers will be answered from our friend, our friend who is God. So, you know, um, again, when we went back and we um, looked at Abraham and we realized that Abraham, you know, um, anything that God said to Abraham, Abraham just immediately did. You know, we have to be the same way on the other side of faith. You know, when God tells us to do things, when he directs us to do things, we have to immediately do. We have to immediately um, trust in him. That has everything to do with trust that he put um um, he is. We are. We are putting our trust in him, and in turn, he is putting his trust in us to go and do the things that he's um, told us to do. You know, again, when these tax collectors and um, sinners, you know, um, had this dinner, invited Jesus in. You know, again, they had trust in him. Even though they didn't know him at all. And he had trust in them even though he didn't know them at all. Knowing the type of things that they were involved with. And so we have to have this trust. We have to have this faith. We have to have this belief in knowing who God is. Knowing what he can do for us. And so hallelujah. Um, does anybody have any um, reflections on anything? Anything they want to share about any of this? Uh, go ahead. What were you saying? No, I said I just didn't have too much on the top of my head here. Where Where are you from, Daryl? Um, so so I'm from um Baltimore, Maryland originally, but I am um been in South Dakota for the past three years. Oh, you in the uh, Sioux Falls area or? I'm right in uh, Mitchell, South Dakota. Oh, you're in Mitchell? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I live north of Alexandria. Okay. Yeah, it's it's really um great having you. You're a really um great addition, and, you know, we just really appreciate you, um you know, coming and, and your um, consistency. That's, that's great. You know, we got folks from all over. You know, we got um, family from... From Baltimore, we got um, family that's traveling out in Florida, and you know we've got a few people from Mitchell and and um, a friend of ours from New York, and so it's a really great fellowship, and, and God is just guiding it, guiding it all, and you know we we're all learning together, you know, and so it's it's a really a beautiful process. Yeah. 
And so, uh, we're, you know, it's going to continue to develop, and um, God has taken us on a wonderful, beautiful ride, and um, we just got to trust in where he's taking us. And so, um, we'll go ahead and end it, and um, I got the, with the children here opening up um, toys and stuff, and so um, we'll, we'll um, touch base with everybody next Saturday, and um, we'll continue on, and hope everybody's having a um, wonderful holiday if you celebrate the holidays, and blessings to everyone's families. Love you guys. You better stop lying, Aries. Aries. Why you speak state? Hallelujah. Blessings, everyone.